Welcome back to another episode of the Widow I Go From Here podcast, a podcast for anyone felt thrown into a season they were not prepared for. My goal is to focus on finding strength in God while walking the agonizing path of grief with the hope of discovering that Jesus is always the way. I will be your host, Daisha Carter, and here you will find candid talk steadied by the powerful word of God. Thanks for tuning in. And now let's listen and enjoy. Welcome back to another episode of the Widow I Go From Here podcast. I am your host, Daisha Carter, and I am glad that you are here with me today. So as I record today's episode, summer has just begun. Spring is definitely a thing of the past as my days are lived in three-digit heat temperatures. Yep, you heard that right. (laughs) three digits and not like barely crossing the threshold at 100 degrees, more like 106, 110 degrees. And what I've noticed though about this particular change in seasons is that I'm not complaining about the heat. Like when I first moved to the desert and and got a taste of desert heat, desert summers, because coastal summers and desert summers are very different. But when I first moved here, every day, I would be like, it is hot out here. That was, that was every day. Now, I I would, I would probably only say it like, as soon as I walk out the house, if I need to go to the store, whatever, as soon as I open the door, it feels like the heat was just waiting to slap me in the face. Like, Yes, very just in your face kind of heat as soon as you walk out. But other than that, I am noticing that I'm actually adjusting to desert life. And in life, right, seasons change. That's the inevitable. And it's easy to place our focus on the changing seasons, but it's really about how well we adjust, right? Going from wife to widow, married to divorce, freedom to prison, you name it. You know, adjusting is hard. And Today for me was a difficult day. Like I've been hypersensitive and not really knowing why. And I hate when I'm emotional and and really can't put my finger on what's causing the emotion. Like, why am I crying for seemingly nothing? You know, but the fact that I'm walking around the house crying out of the blue tells me that something deep is going on in the inside. And so when I have moments like these, I normally uh, just stop try to be still long enough to allow God to shed shed some light on what's happening in my heart. And today was no different. I did that. And what I realized today, though, is that I am in a new season. So earlier this morning, I had a conversation with a friend and I just felt misunderstood. And so when we got off the phone, I started tearing up and I was like, why are you crying? The misunderstanding was really petty. 
And so I could not understand why I was wasting tears over something so petty. And right, okay. So then also this morning, I started cooking dinner, which which cooking dinner in the morning, side note. So cooking dinner in the morning is a part of my adjustment to desert life <laughs> because you are not trying to cook a meal in 110 degree weather. Just saying, I, I rather cook when it's 75 or 80 degrees instead of 100. So anyway, I'm cooking dinner and out of nowhere again, tears just start to fall. So now I'm like, okay, Daisha, what's happening? And this is how I know I am in a new season. So as I was journaling, I started writing all the things I have been feeling. It started with me feeling misunderstood by my friend, which turned into this downward spiral of me falling into the comparison trap. I'm often misunderstood because I am a poor communicator. I'm a poor communicator because my brain doesn't process information as fast as the next man, which makes me a not so great listener. And the list just goes on and on and on. And I will normally like I will rattle off my list of weaknesses to God and then focus on my strengths to offset my shortcomings. Like I may be bad at this, but I'm great at this or even worse. I'll start to compare my strengths to other people's weaknesses. Like, so, you know, uh, so what if my friend is great in this area? She's horrible at this. And the this is always something that I would consider a strength of my own. Right. So and just so I can feel better about myself. So, okay. But today, as I was pouring out my heart to God, I wanted to lay my weaknesses on the table and I did not feel the need to lay them out and then quickly cover them up. Like I could, I can lay it out and then I could quickly ask God to make my weaknesses go away or to heal me from them or to make me different. Or I'll, I'll many times I'll just be there asking, questioning, like, why did you make me this way? Like my prayers can easily turn to help me have a sharper mind, help me to be more of an effective communicator. You know, all the things that would make me look better on the outside, in the eyes of man. But today, all I wanted to do was sit in my weakness with God. This heart posture is a new season for me because I was practicing not listening to Satan's lies, but in a new way. Satan tries to lie to me all the time that I am not this, I am not that. And then he, he keeps me stuck in bondage by having me compare my strengths 
to others' weaknesses. So no matter which way you slice the pie, I always end up with the short end of the stick, whether I'm comparing what I don't have to what someone else may have or whether I'm being judgmental, looking down on someone because they don't possess the gifts and talents that God has blessed me with, right? And so, yeah, <laughs> like it's easy to say, you know, that it's our differences that make the world so beautiful. And that is true. But when I'm in it, like when I'm feeling misunderstood, my world and all our differences don't look so beautiful to me in the moment. But today I was able to identify Satan's scheme. That alone is a huge victory. Not only that, when Satan is trying to invade my space, he does it in a very traditional way. Like there's nothing really new about his tactics. I become aware once I am aware of what I've done or what I have not done. If it doesn't put me in the best light, I feel guilt or shame or both. And I want to run and hide. But instead of running and hiding, I must bring it to the light. Okay, cool. So I've learned that. And even still, though, even still, when I choose to bring it to the light, I can still not be okay with who I am in the end, which is why I can lay my heart out to God and quickly try to cover by falling into the comparison trap or by asking him to take away whatever that thing is that I consider to be a weakness or a character flaw, right? So yeah, I can recognize it. Yeah, I can bring it to the light. Yeah, you know, I'm not trying to run and hide anymore, but I can do that. And then immediately once it's out there, still want to cover it up by, you know, comparing or, or, or asking God, you know, to take it away. So that's still, I'm still kind of, you know, falling prey to his scheme. Okay. <laughs> but today, I did not want God to fix me or to make me different. Because the truth is that none of what I was feeling was true about who I am in Christ. Okay, so facts. I'm not the sharpest tool in the toolbox. That's a fact. But in Christ, facts do not equal truth. And we know this, right? We can look at Abraham and Sarah. The facts were that their bodies were too old to conceive and have a child. Those were facts. The truth, however is that with God, all things are possible. So how do I know I'm in a new season? Because as I sat today, I knew that I was tired of trying to reach and grab 
for those things, those ideas, those situations, circumstances that put me in the best light. Like that's pride. And the truth is that when I walk with Christ, I am in the best light. I'm living in the best light. The more I desire humility, the more I want to show up in weakness. Like that's a new season for me. The more weakness, the more I understand my value was truly settled at the cross. New season. And this thought, that I'm about to share has been a game changer for me. Not even this thought, but but this truth. So because of my sin, I am by nature an object of God's wrath. Romans 2, 5 says, but because of your stubbornness and your unrepentant heart, you are storing up wrath against yourself for the day of God's wrath when his righteous judgments will be revealed. Okay, but because of Christ, I am saved from God's coming wrath. Amen. Okay, Romans 5, 9 says, since we have now been justified by his blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? Talking about Jesus. Okay. That, that, that's extremely comforting. And that truth has been a source of peace for me my whole Christian life. I've always understood that I was deserving of God's wrath, that because of my sin, I deserve punishment and condemnation. But because of Jesus, I live as one who will escape the wrath of God that is coming on the world. That because of Jesus's death on the cross and my response to that death, that mercy will triumph over judgment. For me, the day that God's wrath is revealed. Okay, got it. But this truth has humbled my heart in the most tender way. That God never intended for his wrath to be aimed at me. That before the world began, it was already decided that his wrath would be aimed at Jesus. Like, what kind of out of this world, crazy kind of love is that? One that I will never understand this side of eternity and, and probably not on the other side either. But that truth kicked in the door of my heart like, like a police raid. <laughs> Like God knew he would make man. He knew 
He would give men a choice. With choice comes the potential to make the wrong one. And instead of waiting to see what man did in real time, God said, now that I've given them a choice and just in case he or she, Eve, makes the wrong one, let us decide now before we even start creating that they'll have a way out. Let's make a way for Daisha that although we haven't even started on her frame yet, let us shore up the way for her to be with us for eternity. And it's not like I haven't understood that thought or that truth, but it is eye-opening in ways I'm trying to explain and not even sure if I'm explaining it well, but it is eye-opening and it leaves my heart beating for a God that I've never seen when I consider that he never even intended for me to drink the cup of his wrath. I was never the target that Jesus he was the target from the beginning of before time. Like this truth has ushered me into a new season. I've understood that before the world began, I was chosen to be his and that has been foundational for my walk with God. But for God to open my mind just a tiny bit to understand that the wrath was never intended for me, man, that melted my heart. That melted my heart. I don't have to be nothing to nobody because I am everything to God. I don't have to pretend. I don't have to act like I know when I don't. I don't have to compare myself to another human being ever again, because in all of my weakness, I am everything to God. Matter of fact, he honors me when I show up in weakness, he honors my humility. He gives me grace when I am humble. So when I show up with my journal, my tears and my prayers, God was all, he was already there waiting to pour on the grace. And I, I know we know this, right? Hebrews 4, 16 says, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, dot, dot, dot. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Second Corinthians 12, 9 says, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient. 
sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. It was grace that Jesus drunk the cup of God's wrath for me. Just the possibility that I could choose sin and in a moment of weakness, that that is what prompted the power of God to be perfected in me. It's grace. His grace is sufficient. It's enough. So Paul says, therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. Amen. Amen. Seasons change, folks. And it's how we adjust. It is all about the adjustment to the new season. You know, and as I wrap up today's episode, episode number 22 will be the final episode for this season. And before I go, I must say that I have enjoyed your company Thank you for listening. Thank you for bearing with me. I know you've heard my sons playing PlayStation, my dog barking at times, traffic in the background. But hopefully, and and more importantly, you've heard God speak to your heart. You know, thank you to everyone that have reached out with words of encouragement. Thank you to all the women that have been open and vulnerable with me, allowing me into the deep spaces of your hearts. Like I do not take that lightly at all. Thank you. Thank you for the affirmations and the well wishes. Like, thank you for telling me straight up, (laughs) don't quit. Like, I've heard that so many times. Like, thank you. Thank you to the men. The men that agreed to be guests and allow me into their lives and their stories. Thank you to the men (laughs) that have shared the podcast with other men. Thank you to the men that listen, and I don't even know you're listening until we see each other at the church building, Johnny Vasquez. (laughs) Like, thank you to the men that's taken the time to send me a message about God as a result of the podcast. Like, this is a message I received from a male, a male. He said, you have me crying, laughing, and have me giving glory to God. That last part, giving glory to God is what this podcast is all about. I want I, I wanted the story shared here 
to highlight and bring glory to God. And for that to be accomplished this season, I have done the work God has called me to do. So I hope you would join me next season. We will kick it off in the fall. And I am looking forward to seeing what God does with us as he oftentimes throws us into seasons we may not be prepared for. But he never ceases to show us that Jesus is always the way. We just got to be on the lookout for him. So I am changing all of my social media handles. Please um, follow me on Instagram at Widow I Go From Here. Uh, my website, Widow I Go From Here, is currently under construction and um, it'll be up and running sometime this summer. Uh, I'll be posting content on my new YouTube channel, Widow I Go From Here in the fall. So until the next time, folks. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to this season of the Widow I Go From Here podcast. I will be back in September with season two, and I hope to kick off another soul-stirring, tear-jerking, heartwarming, tender podcast that explores the faithfulness of God told through the eyes of me, Daisha Carter. To stay connected, please check me out at widowigofromhere.com. Follow me on Instagram at widowigofromhere and be on the lookout for my YouTube channel, Widow I Go From Here. Bye for now.